Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Friday episode of Flippin' Bats. Alex and I are about to head down to San Diego, but we got one last episode to do in this studio. We got things that make you go, hmm? There is a lot of them. We got an update on All-Star Game voting. Phase one of the voting has been released. There's a lot of surprises. There's a lot of non-surprises. There's a lot of top vote getters. We're going to talk all about that as well. Quinn Matthews threw 156 pitches last weekend. We're going to have a really good conversation about that as well. This one's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. It's a blowout. Eighth inning, 10-3. Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits out of the real he swings and it's a high fly ball, deep center field. It is gone. Home run. And a huge backflip to celebrate. All right, Ben, start the show already. What is up, my friends? Happy Friday to everybody. It's a big day. It's a big weekend for us. We're about to head down to San Diego for a big weekend series. Padres, Rays, we'll talk about that in Tale of the Tape. Um... We're going to do a lot of stuff down there, live shows after the Friday and Saturday games, ton of videos other than that. But uh, Alex, this is our last show in this studio. This is a temporary studio we've been mm-hmm. in for this whole season. We're about to be in our brand new, new and improved, refurbished studio. I am pumped. Me too. But this has kind of been like a full circle moment for me. So I used to intern in this building that we're in right now when I was in college for Fuel TV. And I actually did my very first on camera in this exact room oh my for Fuel TV download. <laughs> they gave me my first like on camera opportunity after interning there all summer and going to like a hosting academy and then coming back. And yeah, that's baby Curry, These college pictures Curry. pictures are incredible. You were in college? I was in college. Like freshman year, junior no, year? No, that was my senior, senior year. year. So like I interned the summer between my junior and senior year. And I told them, I was like, hey, I want to be a TV host. They're like, yeah, so does everybody else. Get in line. But I ended up like getting an opportunity and I was like really consistent about it. And Wait, were those, were, was that in this exact this room? This is this exact room. That's in this exact crazy. Building. So it was like a really cool full circle moment when I found out we were filming here. I was like. Oh, that's where I used to intern for that Fuel is, TV. That is a very Action cool Sports moment. Network. Yeah. Very cool moment, but I am very excited to get. I am. This is a hot that. box. <laughs> I am just, I am so excited to get back into some air conditioning. <laughs> just, you know, in case anyone wanted to know that. We're in a very small, closed off studio here, but it's been great. It, so... it has been. It's been great. Um, the, yeah, the all season we've been in here. So our new studio, I, I intentionally mm-hmm. for the last 
couple of weeks. I, I got some updates along the way, but I stopped seeing it. I know it's incredible. Ben, I haven't seen anything. I know you I haven't. I haven't seen any updates. I, We're shooting something there Monday as like a be big reveal. Blown. I want the honest reaction. Like, I am going to give that honest, like, because <gasps> I've filmed a bunch on the second level studios. They redid all of those. Those are insane. So this was kind of Fox's next next studio they were it redoing. I am so excited to be back over there. Our new set, new studio will all be the there. A lot more um, flexibility. We can stand up. We we're can do, we can have fun activities. <laughs> so much, so room much room for activities. For activities. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so I'm excited. Next, uh, uh, what's our, our, we'll be over there next week at some yeah. point. Yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday show. Monday, Tuesday. No, Monday and Tuesday Monday show we'll we're doing. Monday will be in San Diego. Diego. Tuesday. But Otani. Yeah, Tuesday will be, we'll be okay. there. That's going to be exciting. Yep. But hey, guess hey. what? What? The all-star voting came out. You're, right. we you're wearing the shirt, an old school shirt. When's that one from? Oh, 2021. Okay. Not that long ago. <laughs> Are you trying to show off your shirt I couldn't there? figure it. I, I was like, what's going on in the corner of my eye, Ben? Direction. What are you doing? I once did a weather segment in studio really hard to figure out which direction oh you need God. to go in. Are you one of those don't know your right or left people? I know. it. Okay. When you're looking, uh, let's go. Okay. Let's talk All-Star again. Let's get to it, all right? Because the first results of the voting came out. Yes. So we're going to kind of go through and share who's in the lead in each position in each league. So this it's all phase one. So yes. if, if you all remember or don't know there's now multiple phases of the all-star game voting so we got the first update on the phase one voting if you're in the top of the voting at your position you move on to phase two which is where you can get selected to be an all-star uh the, the starter so uh just an update in each league we'll start in the american league and who is the current leading vote getter at each position uh the catcher is adley rutschman and then you got Jonah Heim right behind him on Jonah the Rangers. Jonah Heim's number two there. Yeah. At first base, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Yandy Diaz is right behind him. Second base leader, Marcus Simeon. With Jose Otuve. Pretty actually big gap. Between we'll, those two? We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, third yeah. base, Matt Chapman of the Blue Jays. With Josh Young of the Rangers right behind him. Bo Bichette is at short. Corey Seager right behind him. Ooh. Uh, the three outfielders, Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and Jordan Alvarez are the current three leaders. With two of those on the IL. And the yeah. next three leaders, so this could look very different come yeah. All-Star game. Uh, Randy Rosarina, Kevin Kiermeyer, uh, thank you, <laughs> Adolis Garcia. Okay. Yeah, so could be interesting. And then DH is Shohei Otani. Who is also the leading vote getter in the American League to this point? He has, <laughs> and Brandon Belt's right behind him, but Otani has 44% of the votes and Belt has 10% of the votes. That so. is quite the gap. Yes. All right. So that is, those are the current leaders of the American League. Now, just a reminder also, pitchers are not voted on by fans. That is something that the the coaching staff and uh, they bring along the pitchers and select them as all-stars uh over in the national league the starting catcher or the leading vote getter yeah. at the catcher position is sean murphy and the dodgers will smith is right behind him oh okay yeah that's a good matchup mm -hmm. uh first base dodgers freddie freeman with the mets pete alonzo right behind him second base Luis Arise, who is the current guest this week on yeah. Flipping Bats. He was Wednesday's guest. I, I have to say, one, this guy has been hitting close to 400 all year. I know uh, the series he just had against the, the Mariners 
um, wasn't great. So he dipped down a little bit. But this guy's leading the league in average by far, and it was awesome talking to him about hitting. Just he's such a good dude. He's just so happy. So happy. He loves what he's doing. And yeah. You can truly hear that yeah. when he's talking to you in his voice. Yeah. So uh, he is the current leading vote getter at second base. And go listen to that episode. With Braves, Ozzy Albies right behind him. Third base, Nolan Arenado. Okay. Braves, Austin Riley right behind him. And Max Muncy is actually a pretty close third. So they're all three? Are they close? They're is close. Austin Riley close to Nolan Arenado? Uh, Nolan Arenado has 410,122. Riley has 368,000. Okay. And then Muncy is 358,000. So he's only 10,000 behind. So right. they're they're pretty close there. Uh, shortstop Orlando Arcia of the Braves. Yeah. And then right behind him, Mets, Francisco Lindor. Okay. Three outfielders. We got Mookie Betts, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., and Ronald Acuna Jr. So... Next three, Juan Soto, Corbin Carroll, Fernando Tatis Jr., and then just on the fringe, Michael Harris II. That's, I have thoughts. We'll talk about well, them wait, in a minute. Uh, yeah. DH, starting DH, or leading vote getter, DH, yeah. sorry. Uh, Dodgers, J.D. Martinez. With Bryce Harper right behind Wow. Him. Yeah. Okay. And again, same thing with pitchers there. They're uh, brought in later by the coaching staff. Um, I have some some thoughts. Yeah. So what, what are kind of your big thoughts? Three biggest surprises from hearing all this and where everyone's at. I had a lot of surprises from yeah. just looking at the voting as a whole. Some of them like in the fringe area as being starters or not, and some yeah. of them that that weren't anywhere to be heard of to, between you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those names for me, and one of the biggest surprises, Brandon Nemo, who is 31st in all of baseball in war. He's hitting 290 this season, playing a great center field. He is 12th, 12th in the voting. Nowhere close. I mean, I, I just, I struggle. And and I don't want to say I don't get it because I do. The Mets have not been good. Therefore, their fans who, these, these players getting voted on, they're largely getting voted on besides the judges, Otanis, Acunas, they're largely getting voted on by their own fan base. And yeah. Mets fans aren't exactly in the mood to be voting for players to make the All-Star game. So I, I do get it, but Brandon Nemo should be up there in that conversation, at least right now, in the conversation of being an All-Star. Seeing him 12th, to me, was that's that ain't right. Yeah. I have one that kind of like piggybacks off of that. Okay. I was kind of... I was shocked how big of the gap there was between Freddie Freeman and... Pete Alonso, because Pete Alonso obviously leads the league in home runs right now. But as you just mentioned, Met fans aren't in the yeah. mood to be voting right now. So that actually checks out and makes sense. Yeah. But there is a almost a 400,000 vote gap between the two of them. I, I, That's a big gap. I, again, I think a lot of that is Mets fans being pissed. But also, yeah. like, I, I get Pete has... 22 homers and he's leading the league as of right now but there's yeah. really no like no, Freddy's. Freddy's definitely yeah I think I was just shocked I was like I thought New York teams would come hard and vote for their people if New York Mets fans are probably voting for the <laughs> other team's players right now they're probably pissed <laughs> off at everybody what else you got uh okay uh another one for me not Lord Escariel Jr. has been really good this year yeah but this is the wrong D-backs outfielder yeah Corbin Carroll is the the clear all-star and he's not even you said he's in the top six right so he'd be in that 
He's not a starter, but uh, he's listed. He was fifth. Crazy. Yeah. So Crazy. Juan Soto, Corbin Caro, Fernando Tatis Jr., Michael Harris second. That's kind of like the next chunk. But it's he's Crazy. actually like pretty far back. He only has 232,565 votes. Yeah. Uh, how many? 232,000. Yeah, 231,000 of those are mine. So we need people to start voting <laughs> for Corbin Carroll. What are we doing, guys? I, I haven't uh, just been barking up a tree about this all year long for no reason. This guy, if the season ended right now, is getting MVP votes, and if it's not for Ronald Acuna, he's the most valuable player in the National League with with this team that has been a huge surprise this year and has been really good and really fun. Corbin Carroll is an all-star. Not that Lord Escuriel isn't, but Corbin Carroll should be the starter. I, uh, crazy to me. Yeah. All right, who's another one? Um. My second surprise also has to do with the outfield. I was kind of surprised how big of a gap there was between Judge and Trout. Because Trout, for so many years, was the leader. He, he was the AL vote leader for so long in the All-Star voting. Obviously, Judge coming off the historic MVP season that he had, once again, when he was healthy, when he's been healthy this season, kind of picking up right where he left off. But yeah, it was just a little, little surprising. Almost uh, two hundred and forty-six thousand. Yeah, votes I mean, between the two. My, my, my. Not an argument here. Yeah. My, my response would be, and this, this is tough. But if his name wasn't Mike Trout, yeah, he wouldn't be here no, at all this I know. year. I mean, he's two fifty-two with fourteen homers. Yeah. Good year, not not great year. But he's yeah. Mike Trout. He should be an all-star because he's Mike Trout. I don't disagree with him being an all-star. Yeah. I, I love Mike Trout. But just not a typical Mike, Mike Trout-esque season. Yeah, season. that's fair. And not the New York audience that you mentioned earlier. That, that is going hard. Vote. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's another one you got? Uh, another surprise for me <laughs> is Jose Altuve. You guys yeah. played in two weeks of games. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. And he's already uh, like where he's – He's second. He's second in the all-star voting. But like it's a pretty big gap. Like Marcus yeah, Simeon <laughs> is seven hundred and seven thousand and Jose Altuve is three hundred and sixty three thousand. Yeah, but he's played in like fourteen games this season. But again, it's Jose Altuve. I, I that's true. the that's I, the reason. Look, I have a love hate relationship with voting yeah. for the all star game. I, I all I am of the belief that if a player has the numbers, he should be an all star. But I am also at the same time of the of the belief, so this cancels out my own thought, that the game needs – it's an exhibition game mm -hmm. for entertainment, and the game needs the Mike Trouts of the world there. No matter, You know, like, mm -hmm. if Mike Trout's hitting 220 with five homers, he shouldn't be an all-star. But, like, if he's having a good, not great year, he should be there. It's, yeah. The, he's going to be one of the – he's one of the greatest of all time, yeah. and he's still playing good baseball. He should be there. But I also – like, there are also these flaws in the voting where – Toronto Blue Jays, they're just all of them get voted in yeah. because all of Canada votes for the yes. Blue Jays. The next thing you know, yes. you look up and there's eight eight of the nine starters for the Toronto Blue Jays are all-stars, which is great for the vote. Like, it's great, but, like, there are definite flaws in the situation that – and, again, I just think one of them would be Jose Altuve, who I love and I will be happy to see him in Seattle. Yeah. But he's played in 14 games this year. I mean, 
It's crazy. It's funny. Uh, do you have one more? I do. And this was probably my biggest surprise. Ronald Acuna Jr. has more votes than Shohei Otani. Yeah. I for sure thought Shohei Otani was going to be the leading vote getter out of every single player on this ballot. But it's not. It's Ronald Acuna Jr. has over a million votes. Otani's like just under at 924,000. But still, that was that was a bit surprising. You know what? And not to just I, I will vote for Ronald every time I yeah. fill out a ballot. But I do think it makes a big difference. When you go to outfield, there's three names you can select. Ronald yeah. is always going to be one of them. Yes. You can vote for your favorite player and, then and also say, another. but Ronald. Okay. And then the DH position, you have one person to select. And if you're voting for your favorite team's DH, you're not voting for Shohei Otani. You know? So. All right. But still. No, I. I can Japan yeah. vote? Yeah. Yeah. So that that was shocking to me. I thought that we'd get a lot more of like the entire country of Japan voting for Otani. I'm, I I wouldn't be surprised if we look up at the end of the voting and, and he's, he's leading, lead, especially right. now. The ter- I mean, he's on another planet right now. Yeah. OK, well, let's move on to players who you think deserve your top three players that you think deserve to be first time all stars. Um. OK. Yeah. I have a few names. Well, you said three. I have more, but I All will right. do three. Okay. Uh, number three for me, Yandy Diaz. Tampa Bay Rays have been the best team in baseball all mm-hmm. year long. Yandy Diaz has been hitting over 300 all year long. He's been a huge part of this lineup and this team. And it is a travesty if we don't vote in at least a couple Tampa Rays. Bay Rays because yeah. of how good they've been. And and my worry and my belief is that we won't. I, I don't think there will be many Rays starting. I just I, – I don't. Um, I hope that's not the case. Yandy Diaz should be a first-time All-Star. I believe he's currently top two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm pulling up. Yeah, he's definitely second. Okay. So Yandy Diaz is there and deserves to be a first-time All-Star. And he's close. Like he's not that far behind Vladdy. So Vladdy's in first. But that he he ain't gonna beat out that Canadian vote. They're gonna. They're I gonna... mean, Vladdy's at five hundred and forty-five nine seven six. Yandy's at 533-179. All right. A lot of numbers getting thrown at you. I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> maybe attention. we can just stop at the thousand, the, and okay. before the comma. All right. I will. <laughs> I, I'll round. We'll round. Okay. Up or down. Either so way. So who else? I know there's a big uh, one. Yeah, number there. two for me, Will Smith, who mm-hmm. has deserved to be an all-star. Uh, last year was one of the biggest snubs. This year, I, I can't That's believe the guy. That's crazy he hasn't been an all-star yet. No. Isn't it? He's been arguably one of the best catchers in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, needs to be an all-star. Deserves to be an all-star. He's number two for me. And number one player that deserves to be a first-time all-star, Corbin Carroll. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked all about him a few minutes ago, but that one is obvious to me. Corbin Carroll deserves to be an all-star. So uh, clear NL Rookie of the Year favorite. Clear top three in MVP voting if the season ended right now. Clear all-star. Uh, also... We're going to uh, – he's one of – it's not just a guy that's – he's one of the most exciting players to watch in the game of baseball. Can hit for power, has like 13, 14 homers, can steal a bunch of bases, 20 stolen bases. Uh, he's just – he's so fun, so fast. He's mm-hmm. a top three fastest player in the game of baseball, uh, and he would be great on that stage up in Seattle um, for the Midsummer Classic. I agree. I had – two of okay, those yeah, three yeah. on my Who, list. Yeah. I had one more that I would add on, and it's uh, Randy Rosarina. He has just had an epic year helping lead one of the best offenses and best teams in baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays. But as you just mentioned, might be a little tough not getting 
yeah. a couple of their their guys on this list. Again, I I, I wouldn't I, I don't think it's going to be the case, but I know like you can point to a position, you can point to Randy and say, well, this guy has been better offensively and shortstop position with Wander. Like I just believe because that team has been so good, yeah. they should get an extra an extra little nod, but they're not going to. It's actually going to do them a disservice because it's the Rays and a, a, that market and um, you know, they're going up against the Blue Jays voting. Not mm -hmm. that the Rays fan base isn't great, but an entire country is voting for one. Team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a good one as well. Yeah. So go vote. Go vote for your favorite players. Randy would be a great personality to right? have there. That's as what well. you want. Yeah. He's got the vibe. He's got the energy. He's got the swag. Yep. This cowboy hat, cowboy boots, just having a time out there. Yep. Big Randy fam. Things that make you go, hmm. Mm. Well, hold on. Before we get to that, let's take a quick break. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back. Time for things that make you go. Mm, you ready for it? <laughs> yeah. Our first things that make you go. Hmm? Brandon Crawford saying pitching is not that hard. I love this. I love this. And it's so funny because I've said this a bunch, but people just don't understand when you get to even in even in college, our team was like this, but especially in pro ball, it is the position players joke that pitchers aren't athletes. Yeah. Now nah, they're pitchers aren't athletes. Yeah. And for Brandon Crawford, who pitched for the first time in his career, comes out and throws a scoreless a scoreless inning, and then the quote comes out: "I always give pitchers a hard time about it not being that hard. I think I proved that today." <laughs> It's great. The confidence, I mean, the swag, it's it's epic. He was pretty nasty, too. I mean, he was pretty good. It was yeah. fun to watch. You know, dotting up, striking guys out, getting guys out. It was it was funny. And so this is this don't get mad at Brandon Crawford. This yeah, statement is fun. not meant to be taken literally. Yeah. Um, but it's just it it's a it's a um a joke amongst a bunch of people as well. So this is uh from Jalen Crawford, his dreams in the big leagues just came true. He has been begging to pitch. <laughs> there you go. This is great. But it's not that hard. I believe that I believe that was his wife, right? All right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not that hard. Okay. Like you said. Not that hard. All right. Another pitching things that make you go, hmm. Stanford's Quinn Matthews throws 156 pitches. Mm-mm. Mm. I have some thoughts about this 156 pitches a lot for a college pitcher and i think i i think a lot of people disagree with me here i'm actually okay with this oh he throws a complete game on 156 pitches in a super regional against texas in a game that ultimately was massive and led to them advancing to the College World Series. Now, here are my thoughts. And I also uh, will play a clip in a, in a minute, but on tomorrow's episode with John Smoltz, I asked him about this, okay. and he is super, 
super passionate about pitchers and the amount of pitches they throw. But it is this this kid's decision. Yeah. He was drafted, decided to go back to college, wanted to prove to people that he was worthy of being drafted higher, but his goal was to make it to Omaha with his team and make it to the College World Series. And he had in this game an opportunity to do that. And he did it. And he he did it in a way that himself and his teammates will remember for the rest of their entire lives. He put his team on his back in the biggest game of his entire life and said, I got you guys. So what exactly, I would ask you, is, is the argument? I hear people saying, well, it's too many pitches. Well, who told you that? And at what point does it become too many pitches? Is it 100 pitches? Is it 115? Is it 130? And, and what tells you it's too many pitches? Is it just too many pitches because that, that's what we've been ingrained in our brains to believe? Well, over 100 pitches, it starts getting bad for your arm. The act of throwing a baseball is bad for your arm. And, and you want to talk about who gets more Tommy Johns and what age. We're in an era right now where more pitchers are getting Tommy John than ever in the history of baseball. And that includes a time period where Nolan Ryan used to throw 200 pitches in an outing. Or three decades ago, four decades ago, when pitchers were constantly averaging 110, 120 pitches in a start. And it was no big deal. But Tommy John in this day and age is way, way through the roof. Well, why is that? Is it because pitch counts are higher? Absolutely not. So what is – my, my question is, the people's argument against this is, wow, you're, this is detrimental to his future. His future is being put in jeopardy. Says who? Why? And, and I'm not advocating for every pitcher, every start to go out there and throw 156 pitches. This is an anomaly. This is a pitcher in the biggest game of his entire life, an adult that made an adult that made the decision to walk back in the dugout every inning towards the end of the game and say, "I'm good. I got this. This is my game." He said that. It's not like it's not like the coach was saying, "Get back out there." No, that would be abuse. Clearly, he's not forcing his pitcher to go out there at 156 pitches and saying, yeah, go out there and, and keep going until your arm falls off. No, this was this kid's decision. And it's completely fine, in my opinion, to go out every once in a while and throw this many pitches. In my opinion, it's actually more about number of pitches you throw in an inning, number of stress pitches you have in an outing. And stress pitches, I mean like how many times in the game is there one out, two outs, second and third, you need to pitch out of a jam? Or how many times are you just coasting through an inning, throwing 15 to 20 pitches an inning or more? But stress pitches make a huge difference, in my opinion. So I just think we've gotten in this mindset of, oh, that's too many pitches. The guy's a competitor in the biggest game of his life. You would have to kill me to take me out of that game if I'm that guy. And I think that was his same mindset as well. Good for Quinn Matthews going out there and pitching his Stanford team to a College World Series. I ended up talking to John Smoltz about this, and I want to play a clip from that right now. But we went on and on and on about this. But this is a here's a short clip from that. The pitch count has become a ridiculous statement that we all buy into. It's because somebody decided that that was a narrative that was going to be a baseline for preventing injuries. It doesn't work. It never will work because not everybody's the same. I'll argue this with whoever wants to argue with me because you've got to look at it differently. I love that. And I love the passion. I love the fire. I also didn't totally know 
Quinn Matthews' backstory of turning down, being drafted to stay in that moment. And as you were explaining that, I got like full body chills. And it's like, yeah, you you keep a guy in. They, he is it's the your biggest guy. Biggest game of his life. This is why he stayed for this exact moment. Yep. He is an adult. Let him make that decision. And it's the biggest game of his life. And at the time, until the very next day, it was the biggest game of his teammates' lives. Yeah. And they will all remember it forever. And, you know, I, I talked about this on social media, and a lot of the comments are like, well, you're jeopardizing his future. One, like, you, we're not just going to assume that everybody that's drafted out of college becomes a major leaguer. Like the odds against that are astronomical that, that, that it's not going to happen, but even taking that out of the equation, I hope he becomes a major leaguer Yeah. taking that out of the equation. This is the biggest game of the kid's life mm -hmm. and he'll remember it forever. And the outcome, many people now with the result of this game, many people will remember this game Forever. You remember that Stanford pitcher that threw 156 pitches to pitch his team to the College World Series? And who are we, the the couch coach, to sit there and say, ah, too many pitches. Nope. No, come on. A 16-year-old shouldn't be doing this. A kid in middle school shouldn't be doing this. A kid in high school. This is a one-time game, a one-time deal, and the biggest game of his life, and completely fine. Also, what are you going to do? Yeah, you know, I'm going to come out. I'm not going to finish this because – I got to think about, you know, my future and getting drafted and I want to be able to pitch in the big leagues. It's like, no, you live in the moment. This is why athletes, this is how athletes become great, is they they understand the magnitude of the moment and they rise to the occasion in that moment. And that's how stars are born. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that was just a really small clip from Smoltz and I's conversation about that. We probably went on for we had a really, really good conversation. And as you can he, he said it elsewhere, but as yeah. you can tell there. He's super passionate oh, about this fiery. and we ended up talking about pitchers, um, why, why we're seeing more Tommy Johns, how we can get back to um, less Tommy Johns and what pitchers can do differently, what they're doing differently now that's making them get Tommy John. Um, but he, he said in it that he's so passionate about this because he loves the game so much. He's obviously a pitcher and will always be a pitcher at yeah. heart. And he wants to see the game's best pitchers pitching for a long time in their career. So, uh, man, it was a really good conversation. And that one drops tomorrow, Saturday with Smoltz. So be on the lookout for that. All right. On to our next things that make you go. Hmm. Giants Keaton Wynn made his MLB debut and it was his first time in a big league park. Yeah. This one doesn't make me go. Hmm. This one makes me go, huh? How he's never been in a big league stadium in his life? Yeah. That is crazy. Exactly. And the first time he gets in there is is in his big league debut. It is so cool. That, it what is, a moment. That's like, oh, that's so cool. I agree, but that's it's like also the, crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Who would have, I mean, I. I mean, well, where'd he grow up? What was his closest, I, I, th like, that, closest stadium he could go to? And maybe it was like expensive and hard to get there. No, that stuff matters. But I just feel like, like it might be the first time ever yeah like, because you have to think even like international signees that get drafted at some point you're like the the team will somehow get you to a stadium yeah. or like you'll go tour it or or you'll go to a you know it's just yeah, nothing maybe not the first time this has ever happened but it is crazy i heard that and was like wait he's making his mlb right? debut and this is his first ever day being inside of a major league baseball stadium epic good for him that's yeah. really cool but crazy yeah all right, on to our next things that make you go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oswaldo Cabrera wearing his grandmother's tooth on a necklace. <laughs> I, I had to watch this like three or four times to like make sure it was for real. So he, Oswaldo Cabrera was wearing a necklace that legitimately had his grandmother's tooth it looked like a back it. tooth it it looked like a what tooth like a back tooth yeah it looked like a what more? it was a big old yeah. fella yeah it, it was a it was big and i just I, I was watching the video and then they started talking about it and i was like what is happening here mm-hmm. and then he went on to talk about it and he knows he got a lot of grief about this and was like dude come on but his grandmother has his grandmother has passed away. His mother came to visit him in New York City and brought her t- her her mom's tooth with her. Yeah. And he decided to to wear it on a baseball field. And what he said is I know I'm making my mom so happy. I know I'm making my grandma so proud. I'm so happy using this and I hope you're happy your son is using this to his mom. I mean, I get I, it is it is a good it's a good thing in, in essence, I guess, but it's just weird. It is weird. I do you watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've seen it, yeah. Okay, the new episode, the new season no, that just came out. It. So there's a there's a whole thing about family heirlooms, and one of them is a jar of their whole family's teeth. So I don't know, is this like a thing? I don't it's know. Like, I, this is the first like that was the first I've heard of it, and then I saw this a couple days later and was like, is there something I don't know about like families like collecting and saving teeth? Well, I certainly don't know. I don't yeah. have my late grandma's tooth anywhere I, to be found. Same. <laughs> but it was like a whole episode, and then this happened, so I I don't know. Coincidence? <laughs> Maybe. Wild. <laughs> Wild. I mean, I, 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 good for him, I guess. I yeah. mean, do what you want to do. Yeah, Make people, people happy. People wear shark teeth, so like, what about a human tooth? Weird. What? <laughs> yeah, people wear shark teeth. They don't <laughs> wear human teeth. I mean, tooth, tooth, the tooth, the tooth. Let's move on. All right, let's go to our last things that make you go, huh. Rockies haven't thrown a single pitch this year over 99 miles per hour. It is it is baffling to me that in this day and age, we can have a Major League Baseball team that hasn't thrown a single pitch over 99 miles an hour. Baffling. I played professional baseball for five years Every single team in the minor leagues has a pitcher coming out of the bullpen throwing 100 miles an hour. Everybody. Yeah. It's so commonplace in the game today. For a major league team to not have a bullpen arm that can touch, that can throw over 99. I'm not even talking about 100. I'm talking 99.1. Nope, haven't done that. So there's this list that came out that's really small that I can't read right now on the screen. But the Rockies have thrown zero first pit, zero fastballs over 99 miles an hour. Boston has two right above them. That's the second That's closest. the second. The St. Louis Cardinals have 466. I mean... That's a big gap. It's... I, I, I don't even know where to... It's not like it's something they're doing wrong or the pitchers are doing wrong. It's just like... How is this possible in this day and age that you can have a team that hasn't done it yet? Crazy. When you have a team in Major League Baseball that's done it 466 times. Get it together. Well said. Maybe you you. should go. I was just at Coors Field. Maybe that's – I should have left a note in the locker room. Somebody throw harder, please. 
why are we finding all these weird, mean post-it notes all over the clubhouse? Who Who is doing this to us? I'm a first baseman. Who left this in my locker? (laughs) That would be pretty funny. Uh, All right. That does it for things that make you go, hmm. So that means it's time for our tale of the tape. And this week, as you know, we are heading down to San Diego in just a couple hours so we're doing the Padres series. They're playing the best team in baseball right now, the Tampa Bay Rays. This is actually going to be a great series. So basically, we're going to go through offense, defense, managers, starters, bullpen. Ben and I are each going to pick who we think has the better of the two. And then at the very end, we're going to pick who we think is going to win the series. As of now, I am on top of our yearly tale of the tape by one, which is great because I love winning. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Let's get started. Who do you have for offense? I, the, I'm frustrated. I, I, I already don't. I, oh. This was, I thought so long and so hard about this, and I had the most internal battle of all time with myself, and I'm clearly still having it. I went with the Tampa Bay Rays, and it, I, ah. I know. It's so, it's so hard because mm-hmm. you can have this conversation, you can yeah. have this conversation in multiple different ways. Who has the best lineup? If all like at the beginning of the year, the conversation was not even a conversation. Yeah. It's the San Diego Padres. Hands down. And still, to this day, if you were to just have a, a clean slate and say, like, well, which offense has the best offensive players? Yeah. The answer is so clearly the San Diego Padres. And this got even more difficult because the Padres have played been playing very well of late. Yeah. And Fernando Tatis is on another planet right now. Yeah. So I ended up going with the Rays, and the reason being, one through nine, all really competitive of really competitive at bats. But I just, I think they're uh, they're obviously this year one of the best offenses in baseball. And you want to talk yeah. stats? I, I don't have all. Alex comes with them. the the statistical numbers, yeah. but I know they're one of the better offensive teams in the game of baseball. But where I was really impressed. I, I watched the Rays a good bit, but I was watching every single pitch when my brother threw against them a couple of yeah. weeks ago. And even it, w- what they do, even against the good pitchers, is they battle their ass off and put pitches in guys. And you look up at the end of three innings and the guy's already thrown 78 pitches. Next thing you know, good starting pitcher is only able to go one or two more innings. And... You know, you just have guys like Wander Franco, Randy Rosarina, Yandy Diaz, who, who have been very good for the team. But one through nine, Josh Lowe, one through nine, they're putting together really good at bats. And I just think as a whole, one through nine, what that lineup is doing and the approach they have at the plate right now, they're the better offense. I'm with you. I also went back and forth and battled almost through every single one of these categories, but I went with the Tampa Bay Rays for offense. Um, You mentioned the stats. They are first or second in almost every single offensive stat in Major League Baseball. Uh, They are second in runs per game, second in home runs, first in extra bases, first in stolen bases, second in OPB, first in slugging, first in OPS, and they're second with with runners in scoring position. However, as you mentioned – If there was any offense, any team to blow up and knock this Rays team down, if every single person in this lineup started clicking, it would be the Padres. Every single star they have on this team is a 
is is an all-star is when they're playing at their best or an MVP caliber style player. So it can happen. It just hasn't happened all at once yet, but it can. Yeah. But right now in this moment, I went with Tampa Bay. My internal struggle was made even more difficult because Gary Sanchez is the greatest hitter of I all know. time. He is just like, whoo. Padre fans have to be freaking out right now. I don't. I don't even know. I. Are I you don't upset? even. I don't. I don't know if I like my answer. I okay. don't know if I don't like. I. I wouldn't like it if I was on the other side. I know. But I don't know if I like it on this side. This is good. Okay. It's such a difficult decision. Well, okay. let's move on. Let's yeah. move on to defense. Who you got? Tampa Bay Rays are my defensive choice. Okay. Um, they are top three in the league in defensive runs saved, and last I checked, saving runs on defense makes you a pretty good defense. Uh, they do – Wander Franco leads all all shortstops in baseball, defensive runs saved at shortstop, elite there. They're pretty good everywhere you look. Jose Siri out in center field. Um, they just – they're athletic. They do things very well. And I went with the – I went with the Rays, even though both defenses are very – these yeah. are two very good defensive baseball teams. But I gave the nod to the Rays here. Yeah, um, I went with the Padres here. Yeah. Again, both, as you mentioned, very solid defenses. But I'm going to bet on Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado, Juan Soto, and Tatis Jr. at home playing defense right now. So, I, I will also add that I was just, when I was looking into all of this, one, Juan Soto is not good defensively. But yeah. Fernando Tatis yeah. has been incredible yeah in right field he has been in, in terms of defensive run saved he's leading the team he's up he might be he's up there and towards the top of the league in defensive run saved in right field we we have given fernando tatis the credit he's deserved this year but a lot of people aren't because they're just mad at him yeah he has been so good mm -hmm. offensively he's heating up. i mean he's on he's on fire right now defensively to move from the shortstop position make a career move out to right field and be as good as he is out there throwing guys out he's got tons of outfield assists he's playing good defense he's been really really good and deserves a ton of credit for the change that he's made and how quickly he's made it and how good he's become it i agree but raise yeah <laughs> But Padres. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to managers. Who you got? Uh, I'm going Bob Melvin. Okay. Padres. I, as you know, I've talked. I like Bob Melvin a lot. I know you do. From what he's done with the Oakland A's, uh, when they had a roster that is, you know, they 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 don't often spend money there. They were doing the whole money ball thing mm -hmm. while he was the manager there, and they were getting to the playoffs every year. And now he's now he's taken over a Padres team that's very talented, and though they're not playing great. I do believe Bob Melvin is a great manager. So my answer is Bob Melvin. All right. Well, I went with the Rays and Kevin Cash because of what he's been able to do with this Rays team being the best team in baseball consistently throughout the entire season. And he's doing it without huge names like the Padres have with Xander, Machado, Soto, Tatis. I had two-time manager of the year, but I, I'm i basing it off of what has been done this year and what he's what what this team has been able to do this season. I do understand. That is 
because you've picked him now when we do this you you I pick know. kevin cash and i do i think our i think our difference comes there is i just believe the tampa bay rays are a machine yeah and it's it's a blueprint that they have and this organization has put together this blueprint and they have their players analytically doing all the best things to their capability and Kevin Cash is just the one that puts the lineup card together at the end of the night. And that's not to say he's not good or doesn't deserve credit. Mm. I just believe that he's the one kind of just pushing the on button for the machine that they have down there. Okay. I, I, I just I've always struggled also to get past the the Blake Snell pulling him out of that game in the World Series and I've always struggled to get past oh, that. So you're just holding a grudge. I don't have a grudge. Yeah, I, I didn't care. You said I, I struggled to get past that. That I is a grudge. I struggle to get past it as a fan choosing him in terms of who's a better manager. Okay. I think Bob Melvin would have the more feel to say, mm, I, this is, I'm, I'm going to keep Blake Snell going. Okay. It, Kevin Cash would have pulled Quinn Matthews out of the game and Stanford might have lost against Texas. Kevin Cash pulls him out at 80 pitches and says, good job, pal, you're done. That's our, that's our difference. I'm not saying right. he's not good yeah. or doesn't deserve the awards he's gotten. I think he's just the guy These that pushes. These are also opinions. I think he pushes the on button for yeah. the machine. Yeah, also opinions. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay, let's go to starters. Okay. Who you got? Oh, I also struggled with this. Okay. I went with the San Diego Padres. Okay. And it's because of the pitching matchups that I believe we're going to get. I actually did some research here. Okay. Alex, you want to go through them? Do you have them? Uh, I they just popped up because I was waiting. I, I made a a gut decision because oh. I also waited till like right before the show started. So, I didn't give these beforehand because I didn't see the matchup. I actually didn't. I still don't know from the Rays side. I just know okay. that the Padres are getting Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove. Uh, well, nothing official for Sunday. Nothing yeah, has officially the, yeah. been put out. Okay. Friday is you Darvish against McClanahan. Oh. Yep. And God, then Saturday. I love it. Is Blake Snell against Zach Eflin? Yeah. I mean, if I were okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna. I'm going with the Padres, okay. as I already have said. They they got their three studs going. I'm just assuming it's not officially official that Musgrove yeah. is going Sunday, but if all goes as it has been this year, they're gonna get Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove. Mm -hmm. The the um the Rays, I don't believe, are gonna have Glass now in this series. They won't. Right. Yeah. So McClanahan against Darvin. McClanahan's one of the best pitchers in the game of baseball. Yep. And I'm not I'm not picking the Padres because I take like you Darvish over Shane McClanahan. That's an incredible pitching matchup and I'm extremely pumped that the first game we go down there, yeah. we're getting Darvish versus McClanahan. That is sick. Tonight. Alex is gonna be Tonight. in her chair furious because it's gonna be a pitcher's <laughs> pitching duel. duel but... And all I want is home runs. <laughs> uh but I am pumped about that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Padres just because of the how the rotation lines up. All right. Uh well. I took the Rays. Ooh. I know. And this was tough because when we were going through this, I, I had kind of the Padres probables, but I didn't have Tampa Bay. And then I was looking at like last time when he pitched last and like what's going to line up. And then I basically just went to overall. <sighs> they have the best ERA in baseball. They have the best whip. 
they are the fourth best in like not giving up as many walks. Like I, and once I got this matchup, I feel pretty confident about this on Friday. McClanahan, no, you should feel going against Darvish yeah. and Eflin going against Snell. And that's two of three right there. So I, I'm, I'm feeling good about well, my, I get, my race. I mean, Snell's been lights out lately. Snell's you been never know. great. You never know. Well, that is that is we the, hope, that is the sport of baseball and sports as a whole. You yeah, never know. We we hope. He does well because we'll be talking to him. I think when we're down there. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I I I like my I like my yeah. choice. All right. Let's wrap it up with the bullpen. Uh, bullpen. I went Padres. Okay. The Rays bullpen average. Yep. Hasn't been hasn't been great. Uh, Josh Hader very very good back into the bullpen. I'm a big big Nick Martinez guy. Mm. Big Nick Martinez guy. Love him. I I just I really like what this. They're one of the best bullpens in the, in the league this year, so I went Padres. Yeah, so did I. Kay. And same exact reason. Okay, so I have three with Tampa Bay. You have three with Padres. Are we sticking with this? Do you think it's – I'll say I'm taking Padres, yeah. yeah. They're playing good. They're playing good baseball. Rays are coming off of a, a, a loss against the A's in a series. I'll take the, I'll take the Padres here. Okay. I'm going to bet against you. Just so we can make this fun, yeah. And we're going down there. Um, obviously, we're we're working post game Padres, so like yeah. I'm going to tell the Padres not to allow you on the field don't because you, you picked the Rays to dare. Don't you dare! <clears throat> don't right. let her. Uh huh. Her. Okay. So in the Star Wars costume, take, get her out of here. <laughs> taking the Padres. What do you think I'm going to be? Hey. I don't know. I know it's going to be fun. Okay, you're taking Padres. I'm taking Tampa Bay. Yep. We'll see what happens. All right. It's going to be fun. Let's go to San Diego. Let's go Yee-hoo! to San Diego uh, for this weekend. All of our shows will be done from down there. The beginning of next week, Monday, and the first Tuesday show will be from down there. Then we're in a new studio. Things are things are good. It's going to be great. Things are great. Things are. Uh, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever subscribe there we're also on all social media as i just mentioned so make sure you follow everything there this is going to be a blast of a weekend we are about to head down it's going to be a great series padres rays we're going to have live post game shows after the friday night game so tonight live post game show after the game saturday night live post game show after the game we got so much fun stuff coming but until tonight my friends until then peace